It's time for Conversations with Craig. LMU Athletic Director Craig Pintins takes you behind the scenes with the Lions, the West Coast Conference, and Collegiate Athletics. And now, our host, Athletic Director Craig Pintins. Conversations with Craig. This is episode six. And we like to use a number of a famous athlete for each one. And normally, I think most people, when they think of number six, would think of Bill Russell. But on this podcast, we think of one of the all-time greats in volleyball who happens to be married to our guest today and our soccer coach. So it ties in perfectly. Number six, Grant Binden. So member of the New Zealand national team. Exactly. Well, hey, that's important. New Zealand has done a great job against COVID, so I think it's very timely right. as well. We're, well, we're recognized very well globally now. Thanks. Exactly. To exactly. Well, we we actually we're we're taping this here in in late May, and obviously we're not on campus yet, but we are looking forward to getting the teams back on campus. And we've got three coaches here with fall sports that we're really looking forward to this fall. Paul Crumpy, our, our head men's soccer coach, they're coming off a NCAA appearance last year. We hosted a, a match here uh, in the first round. Aaron Mansfield, our women's volleyball coach, uh, they're just removed, one year removed from an appearance in the NCAA round of 32. And our, our new women's soccer coach, Jenny Binden, who is poised to do some great things. So we'll kind of start just by making the assumption that we're going to get back here at some point and just talk a little bit about your team, maybe the newcomers you have coming in and, and what you're looking forward to this year. So we'll start with you, Paul. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, right now the guy, it's, it's a challenge for everybody, obviously with um, us not being able to be together at the end of the spring. So um, we've been meeting uh, regularly on zoom and, um, staying in touch with the guys that way. Uh, the guys have been challenged to go out and do uh, what they can on their own. I mean, it's, you know, soccer's a team sport and it's difficult, but there's a lot of skills that they can work on on their own. And so they've got a, a program that they're, they're working through to stay fit and do, do what they have to do. And, you know, basically we've just left it out there as a challenge for them to, to continue to keep working on those things. Um, go you've ahead. got a great team. Yeah, you've got a great team coming back. So maybe uh, tell us a little bit about you have a lot of returners, which is a great thing from an NCAA tournament team. But you also added a couple pieces in the offseason. Maybe talk about the, the things that people should look for this fall if they're able to either tune in online or in person. One of the two. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully in person. Yeah, and we we uh, we graduated uh, just two seniors last year. So we returned. Uh, potentially 30 of 32 on our roster last year with a really good team. So we're excited about next year. Uh, but we've signed seven newcomers coming in um, to fill kind of the holes that we needed fill, filling. Uh, we've got a midfielder out of Hawaii named Aiden Spagnoli uh, who could play that number six position since this is the number uh, six broadcast. Um, really good player and really big personality. We're excited about having him in. We've got a, a, a goalkeeper coming in named Massimo Pomponi. Great name. Excited about him and uh, being able to step in and, and, and help us out. 
Uh, we've got a left back coming in from Northern California named Tyler Trusner uh, that we think will be a real asset to us. I anytime you bring in a left footer, it's a big thing for a soccer team. So he'll make a big difference. We've got another hybrid guy that could be a center back for us or a midfielder and can fill in a lot of positions. His name's Braden Fidelak, and we're excited about him. Um, we've got a Jamaican. We've got a, a Jamaican on the roster. We've got another Jamaican coming in named Ronaldo Brown. He's a transfer from a junior college, and we're expecting him to score goals for us. Uh, so that's Ronaldo Brown. Got another forward, a target forward locally from uh, Orange County named Carson Kendall that we're excited about, and, and, a, and a winger that's very good as well. His name's Steven Anderson. So we, we kind of filled in a bunch of spots um, that we felt we needed, and we're just going to have a lot more depth than we had last year, and we're excited about this, this group going forward. No, that's great. And if you didn't get a chance to, to watch uh, Coach Crumpy's team play last year, definitely tune in. Very exciting. They play very hard, uh, keep their cool, and I'm looking forward to some great things. And, and obviously, there'll be a, a much bigger target on the back this year than there was last year when, when we're, we were picked for last in the conference and, and obviously far ex exceeded those expectations, finishing second and obviously making the NCAA, which mentioned earlier. Uh, Aaron, you know, we'll um, switch over to volleyball for a second, then we'll go back to, to Jenny. But Aaron, obviously a lot of injuries last year, just couldn't ever seem to get healthy and everybody seemed to, if when you get got somebody back, it, you just have another injury. And so obviously you did lose a couple seniors, but you, you plugged in with the outstanding recruiting class, a nationally ranked recruiting class. Maybe talk about the, the, the jumps that you're looking forward, maybe from some of the returners and then uh, some of the new recruits you have coming in, which, which are very exciting. Yeah, you know, to echo what Paul was talking about real quick with just, um, you know, trying to find creative ways to, to keep our team connected through this time. I think we're doing a lot of the same things that, that Paul and Jenny are doing with, with Zoom. And I really want to acknowledge the, the work that Coach D and the strength staff have put into uh, posting on a daily basis on uh, their Instagram, just workouts for our student athletes to stay engaged in. I mean, that it's been such a useful tool for them to uh, stay in shape, but also interact with one another. And um, so we've been using all those things. But um, yeah, as far as our, our, uh, our team next year, it, it's a little unique. We have 16 players on our roster next year and 11 of them are freshmen and sophomores. So we're, we're a really young team. Um, the, the freshman class that we had this year, um, two of our kind of top freshmen were, were hurt uh, most of the year and didn't play. We could have started four freshmen, uh, so that that class has a really bright future. We just uh, it was a challenging year for our program, and and uh, being a head coach of just the first time of never feeling like you could really just put your best squad on the floor. Um, so you know, with uh, with that freshman class returning, and then our incoming class, which was um, the second class in a row that's been a top thirty uh, ranked recruiting class in the country. Um, those are the two classes that we worked really hard on um, when I got the job three years ago. And so we, we loaded up on, on those two classes and um, they're going to make up the majority of our team next year, which we're really excited about. It's a, it's a really kind of a good combination of some physicality and some size. We have um, freshmen coming in, uh, Kari Geisberger, who's 6'5", and probably one of the top 20 players in the country. Um, I think it's been a while since LMU's got a, a caliber of player like her. 
Um, we also have a 6'5 left-handed opposite coming in. Her dad um, actually was on the Hank Gathers basketball team, so there's a nice legacy there. And then mixed in with that is just some really uh, highly skilled position players that are maybe a little undersized, but um, just control the ball really well, um, have been playing the sport for a long time. And so it was by design recruiting wise, but it's also just kind of how the chips fell as far as getting a good combination of kids that have a really high ceiling and haven't reached their potential yet that have some really big physicality uh, mixed in with just some really good volleyball players. And so, um, you know, like Paul mentioned too, we were really looking forward to training our young group this spring and, and uh, acquiring the skills that we needed to acquire in order to compete at a really high level next year. And obviously the playing field is, is even because nobody's been able to do that. But, um, you know, I'm going to have a big task ahead of me um, from a training standpoint with such a young, inexperienced team. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. Nothing is, it's not daunting to me. It's, it's a group that uh, myself and my coaching staff have been excited about getting in the gym now for really three years. Um, and so the excitement's still there. It just continues to build up because we haven't been able to been in, uh, get into a gym. So, um, you know, we're excited to get on campus just like everyone else is. But, um, you know, we're, we're turning a couple key players, um, but really it's going to be a young squad. Let's talk about the term physicality. Yeah. It has taken on such a, a life of its own, I yeah. think, in all in volleyball. I hear uh, our baseball coaches talking about oh, physicality. Is yeah. it a thing in soccer also? Yeah. Is physicality a thing, or is that only in, in some of the court sports and in baseball? I mean, Jenny, you want to go with this? or I, I mean, mean, it's physicality. Even a, it, it just has become a word. Of, attached of to course, recruits. Of course it is. The, the, guys, are, the guys are bigger now than uh, they, we, they used to be. I mean, we have a, we have a six foot five forward. We have six foot four defenders. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was just going to say it is that way, but we also have a bunch of good little guys as well. So, um, you know, you, you do have to be physical if you're a smaller guy, but uh, physicality is for sure a thing. And, and uh, you can't, <laughs> I just love you can't it. get pushed it, around. It, it almost is just a really polite way to say, we got some people that are pretty big and physical. <laughs> I mean, it just is a really nicer way to say it, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I just, I get a kick out of it. So thanks for bringing that into the, the podcast, Darren. I appreciate it. Uh, Jenny, you're in, you're in a unique situation, obviously, being a a uh, new head coach, and you really were, we talked about this last time, but you're really just starting to get a lot of the culture pieces in of, of what you're trying to build and with the returners. Your team has done such a great job on social media, especially on Instagram with some of the takeovers as well. Aaron, your team has, has done that as well. What, what has it been like kind of now, and, and what are you looking forward to most in the fall with the team that you have? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been really interesting kind of coming in and um, I don't know, like I, I've used both Paul and Aaron for advice on how to coach uh, a team through COVID, but coming in and not really being with the girls, I think a total of five weeks and then they were on spring break when all of this kind of split up. But for us, we've just really tried to embrace the opportunity and, and you know, I think life's always going to throw things at you and, and this is just teaching us that together, as long as we're doing it together and we're, we're all trying to go in the same direction of getting back on the pitch that we have every chance as everyone else to be successful. So we've kind of looked at it as it's been a pause button for us maybe to catch up as a new, new head coach and a new program starting kind of developing our own blueprint of how we want to 
you know, step forward with our culture, um, you know, what is the new norm, and identifying those as we, as we progress forward to getting back on the pitch. I mean, there's a lot of things we need, you know, potentially women's soccer is the first sport we would, would have been the first sport to play. So for us, we're just trying to think, okay, how can we be prepared that when we do come back, we're not, you know, faced with more injuries or, or different limitations just because we're being forced to come back and be one of the first teams that's back on the pitch playing. So, I mean, I'm excited. We've got, um, you know, a really good class coming in. Uh, we've got two really good transfers, uh, Kendall Humphreys from, from U of A, who's going to be in as a goalkeeper, who has some, like, have been around the, the U.S. soccer scene a little bit and, and uh, is, is coming with a wealth of experience for us. So, and, and Paul would agree that's probably a good place to start um, is to have a, a really solid goalkeeper. And, and behind her, we also have some goalkeepers already here that are, will fit nicely. Um, Mia Villagas from the uh, University of San Francisco. So kind of keep it in the pack in the uh, WCC. So we're happy to have her join us. And um, She's, you know, has, it will be playing with uh, Mexico U-20s if, if that, if that World Cup happens. So, and then our freshmen coming in, they're just really solid, a lot of midfielders um, and defenders, which we feel, you know, we've got to can't concede goals. So that we've really tried to come in with a strong class. We have Shelby Kane, McKenna Lusker, who's another goalkeeper, Kaylee Park and uh, Maddie Thomas, Kelsey Wong, and really excited about Bella Beltran. We think that she'll step in and do something uh, for our back line for us. So we're in a, I guess we're in a good place. I hope we're in a good place. We think we're doing the right things. We're trying to really focus on defining who we are as a team, uh, but culture is going to be really big for us. And, and we feel we're heading in a really good space. So. With, with all the, this is maybe a, a oddball question and certainly not one that we had ahead of time, but I think it's easy to answer for each of you. Which of your student athletes on Zoom is the most interesting? because something is happening with them, you know, in the background, or there's just a technical issue or whatever it might be. They're just the most interesting uh, member of your team on Zoom. So we'll start with you, Paul. So uh, the, the big forward that I mentioned before, Francis Avos, he always seems to be out and about doing a workout when we get on a team Zoom. <laughs> so instead of planning his schedule around uh, being, being at home and, and, and uh, he's, he's always doing a workout. And, and before we go too far with this, I also wanted to throw out something to Aaron. I know this is a Zoom call, but I'm, I'm not sure if it's being recorded as a Zoom or being recorded via audio. But I have a lot of gray hair right now, and I've been doing this a long time. And there were probably about 15 years ago, there's 11 players that start on a soccer game, and I started nine freshmen. Wow. And that's when I got – that's when all the gray hair started coming in. So just – Wanted to give you a heads up. The good news about that is by the time they were seniors, we had won a, a conference championship. So, it, you know, it's tough and, and I get it, but, uh, you know, the, the, the gray hairs will come if you're going to play with that many young players. I, I appreciate, the, uh, appreciate the advice. I got more this past season than I've ever had before. This, it was a, uh, it was, it was a trying, <laughs> trying year. It's coming. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're coming in hot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for us, Rose Booth, who's a freshman, is is uh, she's just this kind of like bubbly, optimistic uh, kid, and she can never figure out the lighting in a Zoom. It, you, it, her face is dark, and she she gets real frazzled real easily, and so she's constantly shifting and moving. And I think she finally figured it out after eight weeks, but it it took a while. 
All right, Jenny, you got some good personalities on your team. So who, who is it for women's soccer? Well, I don't know. I think we've, we've gone out and uh, kind of joined the rest of uh, America and getting uh, pets and rescued pets. So we have, uh, they tend to take over a bit of the Zooms with barking or, or running in. Our girls tend to love the pets. So our team is actually bigger than what it is on the roster there. But um, don't let that know that. I, I didn't put their names down on the roster. <laughs> I was going to say, too, the, these guys are both coaching women. Um, the, the other interesting thing about coaching a men's team through this is all the different facial hair. I mean, there's a bunch of big hair, but there's a bunch of guys that don't normally have beards that through COVID have been growing their beards out. So that's kind of a fun thing to see, too. I haven't shaved either, and this is what I have. This is my beard pretty much. It's about <laughs> what it looks like. Lucky. Yeah, yeah. no, I, that's, I'm, I'm unfortunate or fortunate, depending on how you look at it in, in that regard. Let's talk a little bit about scheduling, because that, that's been a hot topic nationally. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that have – tried to schedule regionally and, and all three of our programs that we have on today uh, we have tried to schedule nationally and and obviously put together competitive schedules that are going to set us up for postseason play how do you deal with the and I think we've all had Paul I don't know if you've had any cancellations but I know for sure <laughs> and, and Jenny have how do you kind of in a very abbreviated sense adapt and adjust your schedule um, based on the fact that you might have some cancellations and have to fill in some, some holes in the schedule? Well, I, the, the good news for us is the, the biggest trips that we have and the, and the teams that have to come the farthest are happening early on in the schedule. So in the first two weeks, we're, we're slated to go to Central Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Um, I mean, I've told the team already, if we absolutely have to, we could bust there. And it would be a long trip. I know it's kind of crazy, but we, we, several years ago, we bust all the way to New Mexico and back for a, for a weekend tournament. Um, we also have to go up to Oregon State and Seattle on our schedule. And, you know, in a pinch, if we absolutely had to, we could, we could figure out a way to bust there as well. I don't want to, obviously. Um, you know, it's just it, a lot more wear and tear on the body. Um, and wearing guys out and being away from school longer. But if we absolutely had to, we could. The two schools that we have coming in from a long ways away, we've contacted uh, Western Michigan, who we went to last year, and Alabama Birmingham. And they told us there's no plans for them not to come at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're still, we still have our full schedule slated as it is. Um, but if we have to adjust, the good news is, those, those teams coming from a long ways away and where we have to go to Oklahoma and Arkansas happen in the first two weeks. And if we get a shortened season instead of a full season, th those would be the games that we might have to lose. So we'll, we'll have to deal with that as it comes. Yeah, no, it, it, it is a, a difficult thing. And, and you're, it's pretty fortunate because I, I think a lot of our other programs on, on various levels have had to deal with it. And, and speaking of that, Aaron, you, your team – I know has had a lot of, of different uh, adjustments that have been made, whether somewhere that you were going or people coming here. I know we were hosting a tournament and it, it seemingly uh, volleyball is a sport that's been hit pretty hard from a scheduling component. How do you, how do you adapt and, and what are you doing to try to, to plug some of the holes that, that we might have right now? Still trying to figure it out, but um, I think it starts with uh, – just, I guess, the idea of planning for the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario. And, and so we were slated to go to New York 
uh, to play at West Point the first weekend and Houston the fourth weekend. And we didn't feel like it was in our best interest to go to New York uh, from obviously a health perspective, but also RPI and, and all the things that you take into consideration when you're, uh, you know, planning these preseason matches. So um, we canceled that one. We had University of Colorado drop out of our, the tournament we were hosting. Um, and then we're, the Houston trip is still kind of up in the air because that would be a really good tournament for us to go to based on the teams that are there. And so we're going to hold off uh, for as long as possible. And then if we need to stay regional based on outside circumstances, then we'll make that happen. So I think it's just the combination of setting your intention of I'm going to, I'm going to schedule if everything is just goes to plan. And then obviously just the importance of being adaptable and um, going along with, with the flow of, of, uh, of what's going on externally. And so we're like Paul mentioned, we're ready to drive anywhere. We're supposed to go to, we're going to Grand Canyon the second weekend in Phoenix and, you know, we have flights booked, but I mean, we can hop on a, a bus very easily and, and get to Grand Canyon and back to play two or three matches. So, you know, we're ready to do kind of whatever it takes to, to have a season. Um, so I think it's just com kind of balancing a combination of, of those things. But it, I will, the last thing I'll say is in the volleyball community right now, it's, uh, it's becoming almost on a daily basis, if not a weekly basis, just more prevalent where emails are going out saying, hey, my administration's not allowing me to fly anywhere. So I have to be able to drive all these places. Um, it just, it's really, as you guys can probably imagine, it's really regional. It just kind of depends on where, where the university is and what restrictions they have at this point. So kind of a mixed bag of schools. And, and Jenny, I, I know you had a, a couple cancellations as well. How, how are you kind of dealing with it and especially you know, as a, a new coach, I mean, a lot, the one thing that our previous staff did a, a really great job of is, is kind of scheduling in advance. So a lot of it was already kind of in place. What are you finding is kind of the best recipe to plug those holes? Well, I, tell you, I think we're a destination school. I mean, so when you, when you put that you can come and play at LMU, you get calls back within 24 hours. So we've been really fortunate. We lost um, our home opener to Pitt. And uh, on, then we were meant to play Georgetown a couple days later and we put them up and they were filled straight away. So we were meant to travel out east, but we've kind of pulled the pin on that feeling that we're better off to, you know, stay, stay home and, and um, just kind of set things up. I think we're seeing it across the board, no different to volleyball. I think Paul would agree that people are starting to schedule regionally. So it's forcing our hands to do the same. So, um, you know, we're, we're pretty happy. We've got, um, University of Washington, it's great to have a Pac-12 school. Um, we tend to do that. I think LMU has always done that, so carrying that tradition on. And um, we're really happy with where we are, and I think um, we're setting ourselves up, I think, this season to be successful, but, um, you know, and still raise the RPI uh, with teams that we play against. So, yeah, we got Santa Barbara, Aaron, so you'll have to yeah. cheer us up for that one. That's good. That's good. What, um, you know, in, in terms of getting back to, to campus, there's a, obviously a lot of discussion uh, pretty much daily in, in terms of when that happens or how it happens. What are you most looking forward to of being kind of with your, your team again? And, and that's a, you know, maybe an easy question or a hard question, but I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Jenny. So I'm ready for that. I'm ready to be on that. Yeah, just be back on the pitch. Yeah, to be back on the pitch. I think as a coach, that's been the most difficult thing is that, you know, we, I think we're not used to sitting behind a desk and on a computer 
for our uh, long day. We're used to being having it broken up by getting out on the grass or in the gym. And I think that's what everyone is looking forward to is just getting around and, and getting out on the grass. And we're so lucky at LMU to have a pitch like Sullivan. So that's probably what I'm looking for. So don't get alarmed if I'm doing cartwheels and rolling around in the center of the field. Like I honestly just can't wait to get on some green grass and, and kick a ball around and and just be amongst the girls and and you know I think they're they're all itching to get back out there there's so much you can do with a ball against a wall so it's a team sport and and we want to get out and, and be together and get the season going we're excited everyone was really excited to how we we're progressing and what we're doing and hopefully you know like Aaron said we're just trying to find the positive and uh, move forward how many how many consecutive cartwheels do you think you're capable of at this point <laughs> Well, I've been doing Brash's workout, so I mean, it's just endless. I think it would probably be a good bet to, to put on. I mean, you know, I don't think I've been in this good of shape before in my life. <laughs> that's, that's outstanding. Don't, don't be making a comeback on the, on the team now. I don't, okay? think, I don't think the number six would allow me to, to come back. Okay, just making sure, just making sure. All right, Aaron, what, what are you most looking forward to uh, kind of when you, when you get back? I mean... You know, not to sound hokey, but I just want to give my girls a hug. I miss them. I miss just being around them. Um, the I just finished my third season. I think what's unique about our group right now is there's a there's a genuine belief because they look around and they see who's around them and who they're playing with that we could be really good. And so as a coach, that's just really exciting because my first two years we were just trying to figure out kind of what's possible, and you know, I guess we still are, but um the energy that we had in the gym in the spring before this got shut down just with the small group that was in there was was better than it's ever been and then you add the the incomers we added a transfer from university of alabama um we're returning some really key pieces and so when we're on these zoom calls you know there's just this the girls love each other and that's that's awesome that's a huge part of the foundation of a team is just kind of love and connection and and all those things but there it's just this palpable kind of like they can't wait to get in the gym to see how good we can get and as a coach that's just super exciting to be around because you got a group that is starting to believe that we can accomplish some big things but but more importantly it's not about what you want necessarily it's about what you are willing to sacrifice in order to make it happen and what i've seen the sacrifice that i've seen the girls make even from a distance on these zooms and what they're doing i mean they're ready to go so for me it's like I just, I want that energy in the gym. It's the same as Jenny. Like, I just, I want to be in the gym with the girls. You know, we all get our buzz from coaching and growing and changing and, and helping people. And it's, it's why we love to do what we do. And I just, I can't wait to get back in the gym with this group. Uh, that's, that, that's outstanding. And I think everybody agrees we want to get back. Paul, what about you? I mean, I, I liken this to, you know, the, the phone calls that I've been making, the Zoom calls that we've been on, it's great to see their faces. It's good to hear their voices, but you just want to be in person with these guys. And, you know, I liken this to kind of like a family reunion when, when we do get back together. We've been kind of isolated. You know, you're, I've got a brother that lives in Hawaii. I haven't seen him for a while, but when I get a chance to be in person with him, it's a different situation. It's just very similar. When we've got tight-knit groups like this, um, that are, that feel like family. When we get back together, it's going to be like a reunion, and you know I'm excited for it. And to be able to work with them, not just hear what they've been doing, to be able to actually work with these guys again. Mm -hmm. By the way, one other thing I wanted to add in for all of us, um, you know, 
we haven't mentioned this yet, but LMU had a fantastic year grade point average wise. Um, You know, I think my, my previous best team GPA was a, at a 3.1. And this past semester we were at a 3.52, which is amazing for, for my guys. So, you know, really, really kudos to them for doing what they needed to do on their own uh, academically, you know, and, you know, hoping that that can continue when they come back and when we're together again. And, and Jenny, uh, what was the team GPA? Uh, 3.74. 3.74. Aaron? 3.67. All right. We, we had some really high, that's a, a really, really impressive group. And uh, definitely it, it's a testament to our, our student athletes, our academic support staff. I think they really did a great job. And it, it's amazing because I think, one thing that people forget is the time commitment that it takes to be a college athlete. Uh, it, it's a tremendous time commitment. Even when you're out of season in the spring, you still have practices for all three of the sports that we have on here. And you still have weights and you still have a lot of responsibilities. And when that's kind of all taken away, you could go one of two ways. And, and thankfully, most of our student athletes uh, had a had a fantastic semester across the board. And you know, we're still compiling it, but we do believe we might have had the best semester we've we've ever had as a as a group, which is which is great. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Paul. One one question that we'll maybe end with, and it's just one that kind of popped into my head. So quarantine, I think, is is similar to this question. You're on a deserted island for two months. Which LMU coach? would you want to be quarantined, well, quarantined slash on this island with for two months? It's got to be an LMU coach, current coach. Anybody can jump in. It's a tough question. D'Lo. There's somebody on the call, too. I mean, that's okay. I'd say D'Lo. D'Lo? D'Lo. That guy would hunt. I mean, we would be, we would be set. We would do our TSODs. He's, he would be motivated me to exercise. But more importantly, the guy would just go kill wild boars with his hands or something. You know, could, here's a question, though. Would, is D'Lo, do you think at some point he would just hit the wall? Because the guy is always I've never up. Seen I've never seen it. I don't know if it's possible. Okay. That's a very good choice. That's a tough one to beat. It And feel free. If you want to take – if all three of you want to take D'Lo, that's fine. But, Paul, you have anybody different you take? I mean, I would take anybody from that weight room staff. Yeah. I mean, any of that group. But, I mean, we started with D'Lo, and then he got moved away from us, and we have Brash now. I'd actually go with Brash at this moment. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to say Coach D because her arms are the biggest. <laughs> so we're all going with strength coaches. That's I mean, outstanding. I, I can't – you know, I, I, I'm not going to answer my own question because that's like – Choosing a favorite child, you can't really do that. So I'm, I'm just going to – I would take any of our coaches. I, I'd be ha- more than happy to be – All good uh, choices. Be happy with any of the coaches that would be there. Well, anyway, yeah, I appreciate any, everybody taking time today to, to be on here. Any, any parting words for everyone as we, we start June? I, I know. I'll just say this. I remember back in the day, um, you know, you heard about having to wear a seatbelt to be safe. Well, and, and, and some people did and some people didn't. I think, you know, now it's about wearing a mask. I mean, if you're going to go out in public, wear a damn mask. And, you know, 
it's okay to go out and, and be around other people if you've got a mask on. You know, still got a social distance as much as you can, but be smart about it. There's no reason not to. No, it's great words of wisdom. Uh, Jenny or Aaron, any, any kind of parting, parting words? No, I think from us, like we just, we want to get back. So I think if, you know, I, I, I echo what Paul says is like, just be safe, do everything we can to keep the flattening the curve and be kind to one another. It's everyone's going a bit stir crazy. So just try to be kind. Yeah, definitely the, just the idea that everybody has a responsibility in this to try to make it better. Um, the other thing I'd say to student athletes, um, whether they're coming back to LMU or even in high school is, uh, be patient. Um, and what I mean by that is I think sometimes when the doors open, people can go a little crazy and overtrain and, um, and things like that. The urgent, the sense of urgency to get in there and get better and grind it out is going to be there. It's almost like, uh, coaches are going to have to pull the reins a little bit and that's a good position to be in. You'd rather have to pull the reins than try to, you know, push people to do more. But I think not only patience with that, but, um, it's going to take a while, at least in volleyball, to gain some of the skill back that we haven't been able to do for a long period of time. So be patient with yourself. Be patient with the process. Obviously, you got to put in the work to do so. But uh, I think that's going to be an important part of coming back. Well, that's outstanding. I appreciate everybody's insight today. Thank you for tuning in for Episode 6 of Conversations with Craig, the Grant Binden episode. Go Lions! <laughs> Alliance. 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 Lions, thank you for listening to Conversations with Craig. Join us next month as LMU Athletic Director Craig Pintons continues to take you behind the scenes with the Lions.